episode number 88. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today, and welcome to 2019. Yay! So I have some great stories for you this month, but before I get into today's story, I wanted to let you know of some exciting news. I have decided for 2019 that I will be giving away one deck of consideration cards each month to a listener of this podcast. I am grateful to you, my listeners, for supporting me by tuning in each week. For if I didn't have any listeners to this podcast, I would not be broadcasting this podcast, but I do. There are thousands of people around the world who listen each month, and I am grateful to you for tuning in. So if you would like to enter the giveaway, all you need to do is leave an iTunes review for me. If you have never done this before, what you need to do is open up an iTunes account on your computer. It's free. I have been told that people who tried to leave me a review from their smartphones were not successful. If you don't have iTunes on your computer, like I didn't until about a year ago when I wanted to start leaving reviews for podcasts that I wanted to show my appreciation for, well, you need to download it. I have all of the instructions in a link in the show notes. It's at www.shiragura.com forward slash iTunes. But it's pretty easy. Once you open up iTunes, you search for my podcast, you click on it, and then you click on review. The minute you post it, I will receive it on my end. It's really that easy. At the end of each month, I will announce who the winner is. You will need to tune in to know if you are a winner because when you leave a review on iTunes, you don't leave your email or any other identifying information. So you'll need to tune in and then contact me if I announce you as the winner. I'll read what you write on this podcast. I will choose one person from among the reviews that come in each month. And by the way, even if you don't want to partake in this giveaway, you can absolutely, and I would be really grateful for, if you left an iTunes review, in any case, if you are receiving value from this podcast in your life, and you would like to express a form of thanks to me for my commitment to supporting you in your emotional well-being, the iTunes review is really the way to do it because the more reviews that are on iTunes, the more likely someone looking for such a podcast like this will be able to find their way to us here. And so by leaving an iTunes review, you will be helping me spread the message of how people can start making steps towards getting unstuck in their lives too. So what may seem like a simple and not big of a deal review 
can actually contribute to helping more people in the world than you can even imagine. So if you have a few minutes to do this, I would be really grateful. And if you are on a walk while listening to this podcast or you're driving a car and you can't leave a review right now, please make yourself a note so that you can leave your review as soon as you have time. I thank you for that. Okay, so last week I was talking about how I went on a retreat that just blew me away. And then I immediately said on last week's episode that I wasn't going to talk about the retreat. And then a few days later, someone reached out to me and said how disappointed he was because he actually wanted to hear about it. And so while I wasn't planning on sharing my experiences from this past retreat, at least not on this episode, I'm going to do so today. So basically, I had no plans on going on this retreat up until the day before it began. The truth of the matter is, I didn't even know about this retreat. I didn't know who was leading the retreat. I never heard of the leader before. I didn't know what he stood for. I knew nothing. But a friend of mine texted me that she was so excited to be going on a retreat. And after inquiring about the basics, I asked if I could join her. The truth of the matter is, I was due for a retreat. I haven't taken myself on a retreat in years, and I know how valuable both retreats and getting away for a few days is for my physical and emotional health and well-being. So when I looked at the calendar and saw my kids were going away for the weekend with their youth group, I felt it was beshert. It was like meant to be. My husband graciously was okay with it, and I started packing up my bags. What I did know about the retreat was where it would be in Israel, that it would start on a Thursday afternoon, that it would be an eight-day retreat, but people who couldn't stay that long could leave either Sunday morning or late Saturday night, which is what I did with my friend. And I understood it wasn't going to be like in a hotel, but rather in a home where mattresses would be provided and that we'd be sleeping in a shared space on the ground. I also knew we would be receiving two meals a day, raw food only, that is fruits and vegetables. And that was pretty much what I knew. Now, I actually got stuck like time and time again on that retreat. And of course, I got myself unstuck time and time again. And I'm going to share the particulars about that in next week's episode. Those are going to be fun to share. But for now, without going into the particulars of my random stuck moments, I'll share with you overall what this retreat was about and where I got stuck, not actually when I was there, but only when I returned home, I realized where I was stuck. So this retreat was basically on a philosophy called pranic living, which I had never in my life heard of before. It's basically a way of life. It is people who live off of prana, which I guess is Sanskrit, an Indian word, which means uh, life force. So they live off of that instead of living off of food and water. And people who live this way are called breath arians, like literally living on the breath or air. I know. <laughs> I know you don't have to tell me, 
this sounds weird and impossible and like, what the heck? But I am telling you, this is true. You can look it up on the internet and you can see that there are many people around the world who are leading this kind of lifestyle. Now, why would people do this? Well, in part, I would guess that many people come, I'm guessing, I don't know, I'm guessing they come for health reasons. Maybe they recognize that they are consuming too much food or they are emotional eaters and they are looking for a way to get healthier. Others probably come for spiritual reasons where they are already exploring this concept of, you know, self-realization and inner mastery, or they're interested to have their energy in their body and, and around their body to be flowing better. Others probably come to it because of addictions they have and they're looking to be cured. So when our retreat began, we were about 15 participants. We went around in a circle and everyone shared why they came. I responded with a little laughter that I had no idea what I was coming to and I was just joining my friend. But the others pretty much responded with ideas that I just mentioned. When you live this lifestyle, it's not that you have to actually stop eating entirely, but rather you learn that you can decide how you want to go about eating and how much you want to eat. It's really like learning a new relationship with food and recognizing your choice in that relationship. The true followers of this way of living eat little to no food. And I say no food because the person leading our retreat claimed that he has not eaten or drank anything in one year. Yes, you heard me correctly. Now, when this retreat began, I was quite dubious. I mean, I'm a pretty level-headed person, and I studied pre-med in college, and I have advanced degrees, and I've worked in hospitals, and I know a thing or two about biology and human life. So when I heard this teacher say he hasn't eaten anything in an entire year, I immediately raised my eyebrows. But this is the crazy thing. Within less than three days, and lots of classes and lots of learning about Qigong meditations and breath work and visualizations, I was swayed. Not only did I 100% believe this teacher was not lying to us, I actually believed that he figured out a way to find the light. By the way, you would think that someone who hasn't eaten in a year would look anorexic, This guy absolutely does not look anorexic. He's thin, but he looks good, and he has muscles. And he said the reason that his body is nourished is because he knows how to turn prana energy into fuel for the body, just like we would otherwise use food and water to do the same. He said his entire practice is based on a consistent meditation practice, and absolutely does not recommend any form of fasting unless you have a consistent meditation practice in place. Anyway, by the end of my three days there, I actually would have stayed until the end of the retreat if I could have, but I have you know family responsibilities to get back to. But I was really hooked. I saw 
how this lifestyle was bringing people to health, literally having have saved people from major diseases. And probably most importantly, it was done in a joyful way. The teacher of this retreat was full of laughter. He laughed at himself. He laughed as he taught. It was wonderful to be around such light energy. And I wasn't alone. While everyone else on that retreat knew what they were coming to, it absolutely seemed that they were also sold on this way of living. One guy I spoke to said he's been eating one meal a day for a year now. Another woman I met said she was hardly eating anything at all. Others were just starting their paths, but planning to bring intermittent fasting into their lives, such as fasting once a week. And so I came home from this retreat on a high. Together as a group, we actually fasted one of the three days, and the other days we ate very lightly. So obviously I lost a bit of weight because of that, but more than that, I had such mental clarity and a feeling of calm and joy that I feel like I haven't experienced in a while. And yes, I was away from the challenges of a family and raising four kids, but this experience also opened me up to a new perspective on meditation, of which I am currently writing an article about now, and if it gets picked up by a magazine, I will let you know on a future episode. But the main point of this article was to say that meditation has always been difficult and boring for me. And on this retreat, I learned how that doesn't have to be the case. And so between the light eating and meditations and the group synergy, I felt like I was on a high. Honestly, I felt like I traveled to another planet and then had to come back to earth. And when I did return, I had so many thoughts and feelings exploding within me that I couldn't even do my work that Sunday morning, which I was actually really fortunate to be able to broadcast that interview on last week's episode because I didn't have the concentration to put a podcast episode together. I mean, it was that strong, the whatever that was going on within me. That Sunday, I took out a journal and started writing down everything I learned and everything I heard and everything I planned to now implement in my life. I did start sharing my experiences with my husband and my mother-in-law and with a few friends, all of whom were quite skeptical. They had a zillion questions. They looked up breatharians on Wikipedia and they told me it's all a hoax. They told me it's impossible. They told me it can't be real. And there I was trying to defend this guy and his lifestyle and convince my friends that he really, really hasn't eaten or drank in a year. And each time I spoke to another person, a feeling arose within me that made me question if I was just not stuck. Stuck on excitement and joy for believing I found the way. You know, lots of people ask me, how can you get stuck on a positive emotion? Well, here's a great example. This experience was nothing but wonderful. It was joy. It was happiness. It was elation. It was inspiration. But I was stuck in it. 
And I knew I was stuck in it when I was beginning to question my own religion and whether or not I really needed to practice it anymore if I had already found the light. I know, I know this is crazy. I mean, you hear about cults and things like that, and I'm not at all saying that this person or this way of living is a cult, but you hear about people quickly getting hooked into believing a group's or a person's living or philosophy as if it was the only or the right path to enlightenment. And there I was, it was happening to me. A week after I returned, I took out my stuck journal and I started writing. First S, I took a stop. T, I told myself I was stuck on excitement and joy. U, I started to uncover my beliefs. I believed I had found the way. Now, is that true? Did I really find the way? Is there only one way to enlightenment? No. I believed everything the teacher taught me made sense to me. It was all real. Shira, is that true? No. A lot of it actually did make a lot of sense, but as I stayed in touch with the group after the retreat ended, and now I'm starting to watch some of the teacher's videos on YouTube and Facebook, there are things that actually are clashing with basic beliefs I have. For instance... This teacher promotes celibacy, which is the counter opposite of my religion, which purports being fruitful and multiplying. I believed my religion doesn't have half the wisdom that this guy does. What? How the heck did I believe that? There is so much wisdom in Judaism, and I don't even know half of it. So that was enough beliefs to uncover before I was able to start doing some considerations. And I had a lot of things to consider. I can consider the pranic way of living, if taken to the degree where this teacher has, is quite unbalanced. A friend of mine actually offered that consideration to me. While my teacher, while that teacher is very, very spiritual, There is the other part of living in this world, living with family, living in community that's missing in his life and is something I hadn't seen when I was stuck on excitement and joy. I can consider I can take a lot of what I learned and bring it into my life without abdicating my religion. I can consider a lot of his teachings actually have a lot of roots in my own religion. I mean, there's too many to name here right now, but almost every other word that came out of his mouth, I wanted to interject and say, hey, we had that in Judaism. I can also consider that many of his teachings were rooted in Jewish mysticism or Kabbalah, Kabbalah, and that I could find a book on that topic and start learning more. I can consider that his teachings on fasting or eating much less than most of us are used to doing at this day and age are also rooted in the wisdom of the medieval Jewish philosopher, the Rambam, who was not only a Torah scholar, but a preeminent astronomer and physician from whom I know I have a lot to learn. 
I could consider there are many paths to enlightenment. And before I go on another path outside of my religion, I really need to go back to my roots and learn as much as I can. I can consider I know very little about my own religion. And maybe some of you listening would respond like, what? You live in Israel. You speak Hebrew. You write music for Jewish prayers. Of course you know your religion well. But the truth of the matter is, I feel as if I know so little. I didn't grow up in an observant home. I didn't attend a private religious school. And I didn't marry someone who grew up religious. And so while I have an affinity for my religion, I know I still have a lot to learn. I can consider I was meant to have this experience. I don't see this experience I have gone through as something bad or negative. It's just what is, and what is now a part of my story as I move forward in my life. I can consider that being a participant on a retreat has reminded me the power of retreats, and that I may want to reconsider leading a retreat or two in 2019. I can consider there are lots and lots of different expressions of Judaism, and I can consider looking for a teacher in my life with whom I can grow within my religion. And that was really it. While I am definitely implementing many of the new meditations and breath work and even playing around with some intermittent fasting because I do see the value in it, I'm also not going to cross the line in giving up my religion. About an hour before the Sabbath came in on Friday, I felt such excitement and gratitude for the religion I was born into and the community in which I am now living. And during prayer services, I I held myself in compassion for getting stuck on excitement and joy that had I not investigated it, would have taken me down another path I wasn't really wanting to go on. So take a moment and look at your own life and look at from where you have come. Where do you feel you may have also swayed down another path? Now, I realize you probably didn't have that retreat experience like I had, but Perhaps it could be another experience that you don't even realize you have gone down, like maybe an addiction, an addiction to cigarettes or alcohol or social media or your phone or Netflix or overworking or overeating. You know, sometimes we attach to things that we believe are going to bring us happiness We attach to them, believing they will help us see the light. But the truth of the matter is, they won't. Most likely, those places are just stopping grounds for the mind so that you don't have to experience uncomfortable feelings. Those stopping grounds for the mind are just places where we can instantaneously feel good and feel pleasure so that we don't have to feel something negative. Take a moment and see where in your life you may have gone down such a path. And then consider if maybe you can find your way back via your roots. 
whether it's religious roots or family roots or any other place from where you have come. Thank you for letting me share this story with you. I must admit, I did not anticipate having such a story to share with you when I decided to first go on this retreat. Funny things happen in life, right? We just have to stay open to those experiences and get ourselves unstuck along the way. So I'll share more details about the retreat in next week's episode. Don't forget to enter the giveaway for the consideration cards by writing an iTunes review for this podcast. I thank you so much for doing that. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you.